Hello and welcome to the ISBA BursaCast podcast. Today is the 25th of January, or Burns Day, as the Scottish folk like to celebrate. So big up Robbie Burns. Now today we're going to be going through some of the latest advice and guidance with ISBA's newest member, Rob Pitsy. So hold fire, we're going to hear from him in just a moment before going through some of the regular updates for the sector that you should be thinking about. So without any further ado... Let's hear straight from Rob before we get into some of the updates for this week. Well, Rob, good morning and welcome for your podcast debut. Thanks, Leo. It's really good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Love to have you on. I hear you're you're a long term long time listener, first time guest, which is always good to hear. Yes, that's right. I I discovered the podcast a while ago on a, a long drive when there was nothing else doing. I'm afraid to say, and I then became a bit of an avid fan. Yeah, superb. Hopefully, hopefully that's the same for all bursas who ever listen to this, but we'll wait and see. Yet to be confirmed, although numbers would say so. We're delighted to have you on. Obviously, you've, you're new to the ISBA, so welcome to any listeners who haven't met Rob before. Rob is the new head of advice and guidance. So when you have all of your queries and quibbles, he'll be the one hopefully making sense of it all. Yes, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've been here for three weeks now and the questions are many and varied. We'll, we'll come on to those later, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Good to have a little dial in to see what's been going on lately. Um, Talking of things that have been happening lately and things that are upcoming, we've got the finance conference happening start of next month on the 8th of February. Um, That is fully booked with a waiting list. Um, So sorry if you were hoping to go to that and haven't booked yet. Uh, Although the annual conference is probably your best bet for that. Uh, There you are, Rob. The plug's in. Done it. There we go. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, do keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, Rob, what has been coming across your desk lately or what do you think versus should be aware of? Um, Well, just to put it in context, because I I was surprised as the new boy, we've had 120 queries already this year. Um, So a huge number of people have been reaching out to the team uh, for assistance. Um, And the the range has been um, from everything from Uh, Do I need to be a student sponsor if I have an overseas pupil in my school? Um, To uh, We've got a vaccination team coming next week. Do I have to give them my full list of parental contact details? Um, We're also dealing with uh, the TPS update. We're refreshing all of the template documents on TPS. Um, You know, should children in EYFS settings be on the morning school, uh, school bus run or not? Um, and quite a few follow-ups as well from the webinar. Um, the site security webinar this week um, has sparked a few questions. So, and, and we're delighted to field them all. And in in many of the cases, we are able to give um, some really good and direct advice. And on occasion, we have to seek further guidance uh, for our members. And uh, it's it's um, a really interesting role that I'm I'm picking up quite quickly. I hope as as my feet hit the ground. Yeah, absolutely. There's lots and lots, as you say, lots of varied questions coming through. And we have a great team uh, to give us the answers to those. For anyone who hasn't uh, met you before or knows where you've come from, do you want to give a little bit of a a look into just how you ended up being a bursar and how you're now with the ISBA? Yeah, no problems. Um, I'm I'm one of the the military type bursars. I first... um, joined my first school on the 1st of January back in 2011, um, a prep school in Surrey. And I did three years there before moving to uh, my second school, uh, which was Hereford Cathedral School. 
Um, and I did 10 years there and, and thoroughly enjoyed my time um, in both schools. They were both different, um, but really great fun. I've, I've loved being a bursa. And, and so the opportunity to move to the ISBA, which is an organization I've been pretty well plugged into since 2010, when I did my So You Want to Be a Bursa course, I've really enjoyed the interaction with, um, with the ISBA. Firm fan of the regional group meetings. I really can't recommend those strongly enough um, where you get to meet people who are facing similar challenges over a coffee in a, in a really friendly environment. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've sort of served my apprenticeship. And I'm hoping now to be able to give a little bit back by helping other people with their queries and providing up-to-date advice. Superb. Looking back at your experience in the last couple of years, how often did you attend annual conference? I've been to every annual conference in my time. I think that they're great. I think the, the sessions are amazing. Um, but more importantly, it's that networking opportunity with fellow bursars um, and the exhibitors um uh, you know the goodie bags that you come away with of course are just an additional benefit yeah absolutely i was chatting to a, a head actually at the last conference and one of his final closing comments was you guys get much better goodie bags than the heads get so long may that last quite and uh and and the rush to the stands that have the best goodies are are quite a sight <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then just as a kind of, obviously, conference is a little bit of a way away, but just for anyone who hasn't been or is thinking about going, what are your kind of top tips for getting the most out of it? Really think through what, um, what seminars are on offer. What are, what, are the, um, what are the issues that you're not necessarily facing now, but you anticipate that you might be facing in the next year? Um, you know, and, and, and really go, go with a shopping list of which exhibitors you want to see. Pick those off early um, because they're, you know, the room is full. There, there will be more to do and see than you can, you can clear. So a little bit of prior planning uh, makes for a, a, a more fruitful conference. Um, and arrange to meet your mates. You know, it's, it's, it's a good social event as well as a, um, a really good opportunity for CPD and for, um, you know, contacting your, your exhibitors. Yeah, and actually on on that note, we've got this year, obviously, we're in the ICC in Wales. And I know for a fact that Barbara has been busy organising some fantastic evening events for us all to enjoy. Uh, so more opportunity to have fun uh, with other bursars, which sounds organising, organised fun. But I promise it's more fun than that sounds. I made it sound awful. Um, but no, it is it is great to get together and, and have those moments to really, you know, have the conversations that you, you might not have over email or, or whatever it might be, just more candid. So a great opportunity for that. I, I completely agree. The the, the personal contact, um, particularly, you know, back in school, it's it's great, but you can't necessarily share your thoughts and worries and concerns in the same way as you can with a with a fellow bursa in a in, in a in a nice relaxed environment such as um, the ICC or Celtic Manor or wherever. And then looking forward, what do you see as the kind of the most impending challenges for our, our members going forward next, you know, maybe looking in the more immediate future in the next couple of months? Preparing for an election result, um, I think, is, is going to be at the forefront of most people's minds. And preparing your budgets, preparing your strategies, preparing your communities um, for the eventuality of, of the election outcome. I mean, I'm not going to predict what that might be, but I think the polls are, are pretty clear on on how it might 
pan out. Um, and, and if you're not yet looking at your budgeting options and and how that might impact you, then then you really should be. And, and unfortunately, um, alongside that, you know, you need to be dusting off, for instance, your redundancy templates. Uh, and, and we're reviewing those for you at the moment. Um, so that should the worst happen, um, you know, you can you can cut your costs in as in as efficient and compassionate way as possible. Um, no one wants to make redundancies, but you know we're here to help you. Should that, should it come to that? Yeah, so that's something to keep a watchful eye on, I suppose, going forward. Along with actually measles is something that's been rising of late. So we will get someone on to chat about that actually in next week's episode. So something else to consider. Yeah, and the the latest advice is going to be in this week's bulletin. Um, there's lots of advice out there. We're we're receiving a few queries about um, vaccination teams visiting, demanding parental information. I think I've mentioned that, but also we're we're getting questions from schools about whether they should have pupil vaccination records. Um, and um, and my stock answer to that at the moment is what what would you do with those pupil vaccination records? If you if you have them, um, I, I think it's probably more important to react to an outbreak as it happens. Think back to COVID contact tracing um, and protecting your staff. Um, it might be more valuable to know whether your vulnerable staff have got measles vaccinations than whether your reception year group children have got them. For, for example. So think through what you might do should measles strike. Um, and it's really important to recognise that the R rate for measles um, in an unprotected community is something like 15, whereas COVID, it was only one and a bit. So it's a really infectious um, thing. So just uh, let's hope it doesn't hit too many schools. Some good advice. And then before we sort of go back to, to regular programming, as it were, have you got any unpopular opinions about bursary Ooh, that's in the hot seat Unpop unpopular uh, I, I mean <clears throat> i did once come up with the idea that the the collective noun for a group of bursaries is a refusal um, <laughs> i'm not sure if that's entirely fair but i thought it was vaguely humorous um i i think we tend to say yes much more than we say no despite what people might think about us because you know clearly a bursar's role is to enable things to happen, not to stop things from happening. Um, but every now and again, someone has to stand up and say no. Um, so I, I think that's probably you know one, one of the things that I, I've taken away from my 14, 13 years as a bursar. No, I enjoy that. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll give you a bit of prior warning next time so you're not in the hot seat too much. Uh, but that was good, a refusal of bursars. I might take that on. I like it. Right, Rob, I'll, um, I'm going to chuck you out now. You've done your role. I'll have you back. Next okay. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. Thank you very much indeed, Leo. Thank you so much. It's been great to have you on and thanks for, for sharing your wisdom and welcome to the team. And I look forward to, to having you on many more BursaCasts. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers, Rob. As I'm sure you could probably hear at the end of that, Rob had a call going. He's a very busy man and answering lots and lots of your lovely questions. So thank you very much, Rob, for taking the time out to come and chat with me. So first things first, we're going to go through some of the updates for this week. Obviously, we've mentioned it there, measles outbreak. Uh, there have been a recent localised outbreak of measles centred around the West Midlands. There is a risk of further outbreaks in other areas unless urgent action is taken to increase measles, mumps and rubella or MMR vaccination take up in areas with low vaccine rates. 
For those who don't know, measles spreads very easily among those who are unvaccinated, especially in nurseries and schools. The best protection against measles for children and adults is to get both doses of the MMR vaccine. It is never too late to get these vaccinations. For more information, there's a variety of blogs on gov.uk websites. The NHS and the DfE has published an Education Hub blog also. So if you're after more information, that's the place to go. In other news, and just a note that this doesn't apply to Scotland, there have been some material change application updates from the DfE. On the 23rd of November 2023, the DfE confirmed the guidance on independent schools and their applying for approval to make a material change. This is in order to help proprietors or prospective proprietors, lots of P's there, of independent schools to understand when and how to apply for approval of a material change, and this had been updated. Among other things, the revised guidance makes clear that six months should be allowed from the date of all the initial information being provided to the department for a material change application to be determined. Most material change inspections will be commissioned to be carried out during term time as it is necessary for pupils and staff to be present during the inspection to consider the implications of the material change and recommend to the Secretary of State whether the school is likely to meet the relevant independent school standards if the change is made. Therefore, any school that requires prior approval from the Secretary of State to amend their registered details for September 2024 are encouraged to submit applications for processing as soon as possible. On a similar note, uh, again, this does not apply to Scotland, but also on the 23rd of November, the DfE confirmed a proposed proprietors and chairs of independent schools and non-maintained special schools could utilise a online digital identity check through the Verifar service to process their application to become a proprietor or chair. Further information can be found in the independent schools change of proprietor guidance. The non-digital avenue continues to be available with applications being determined within an average of 100 days from the initial information being provided to the department. This is in comparison to the digital service taking on average 30 days. And moving on, I'm going to let you know about some changes that have taken place within Companies House measures and these will be introduced in March 2024. There have been a number of changes after the bill received royal assent on the 26th of October 2023. Essentially, it's a number of steps taking place that will ensure things are done more accurately and thoroughly, with more accountability able to be held. The best things to do to prepare are to ensure that your filings are done accurately. Companies may wish to audit their existing filings, or at least the latest ones for accuracy to avoid being penalised for inconsistency on future filings. Companies House is also implementing fines and higher fees to fund other reforms under the bill. If your company currently uses a PO box for its registered office address, you will need to provide a new registered office address and update Companies House from March 2024. We also recommend identifying an appropriate email address to use as your registered email address going forward. Ideally, this will not be linked to any particular employee in case that person leaves the company. And as mentioned, there are consequences to not complying. The bill will now allow Companies House to directly impose civil penalties for breaches of the Companies Act 2006, rather than pursuing criminal prosecutions for enforcement. Companies House will also have the ability to directly impose fines 
up to a maximum of £10,000 without the administrative and financial burdens of having to go through the court process. And that more or less wraps up all of the breaking news and key guidance for this week. Moving on to the final section of today's episode, I'm just going to remind you and let you know that bursars and their teams can book day delegate tickets at the ISBA's upcoming annual conference. And even better, we're currently offering early bird tickets of 10% off for a limited time only. So if you are thinking about coming, now would be a good time to do it before the early bird stops being a thing. Not only are you going to get access to a vast variety of expert speakers giving advice on the latest issues affecting the independent school sector, there's also going to be the largest exhibition yet of suppliers to the sector, a great opportunity to network with peers, and an opportunity to relax and enjoy a fantastic after-dinner speech by comedian Marcus Brigstock. So lots to look forward to. Please do have a look at our website or the link in the show to find your tickets. And something we haven't had for a while, ISBA's top tip of the week is, did you set up a school Amazon account years ago? If so, check the security settings and switch on multi-factor authentication or dual authorization. We're grateful for this tip, which came from a school which was unfortunately hacked via an insecure email through which criminals then gained access to their Amazon account. So definitely double check always ensure multi-factor authentication if you can. And one of the upcoming in-person events we have is a smaller schools update and this is going to be on Thursday the 15th of February 2024, just in case you're curious, at Twyford School in Winchester. This is for members who are smaller schools with 200 or fewer pupils. You're invited to attend our briefing session which will give you the full rundown from expert speakers on the political situation, finance, law, governance, ISBA resources and frequently asked advice and guidance questions from schools. The cost is 30 of your English pounds per attendee and the event will be repeated in further locations throughout the United Kingdom during 2024. The afternoon will begin at 2.30pm and end by 6pm. So book your place now on the ISBA website if that sounds up your street. So in a vain attempt to keep this under 20 minutes, let's wrap this up. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get in touch, please email podcast at theisba.org.uk. And as always, subscribe wherever you're listening and share it with members of your team if you think they'll find it useful too. Till next time, farewell.